Hello and welcome to the podcast on Broadwater Parish in Worthing, a thriving Anglican church based in the parish of Broadwater, West Sussex in Worthing. We are one church across three sites and Christians have worshipped for over a thousand years at our church at St Mary's. This podcast features sermons from our services and interviews and other episodes and you can find out more by going to broadwaterparish.org.uk. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy this most recent episode of the podcast. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 12. Reading from page 1018 in the Church Bibles and starting from verse 28. Mark chapter 12. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one, and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, James. Let's just pray. Do keep your Bibles open um, in front of you or your phones. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, Lord God, that you teach us more of you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, a uh, very warm welcome. It is, uh, I'm Gaz, I'm the rector here. If I've not met you, lovely to meet you. And um, I'm looking at my phone just to remind myself what the name of this gentleman is. In this morning's uh, BBC News Online, which many of you, I'm sure, subscribe to, there's a gentleman called John Shannon, who's 106, and he talks about his experience in the war, and that he gave up so much, and so many people did, that we wouldn't be slaves. It's very interesting, isn't it? We take so many things for granted, and yet so many people of that generation gave up so much, which is why we're delighted to have our service later on. So I hope you'll stay for that and enjoy that with us. Well, we are, through November, going through um, our Love In, Love Out, Love Up, our vision, and looking at that together. And um, last week, we thought about the Love In, and we heard from, uh, I think, Rick and Debbie and Chris talking about home groups. And I know a number of people contacted us in the week to sign up. Please do continue to do that. It's not too late. As I said, it's a great way to connect with others here in a a busy church, which is what we are. And next week, we'll hear from uh, Bishop Richard Drayson and the GO team and be looking more at the love out. Uh, We're very grateful for Tony and the team working uh, in many different ways, uh, looking at different ways we can reach other people. 
Well, today, this the morning, again, if you've got your Bibles, keep them open. The words will be up there as well. Um, we're looking at this other command from Jesus where he just answers, very simply answers a question which um, quite cleverly sums up at least the Ten Commandments, but it's, it's regarded as one of the greatest ones by Jesus, this loving God. And the scribe, the teacher of the law, very clever man, just simply says in verse 28, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus gives this simple reply. Now, what you have to remember is it's not just the Ten Commandments, it's the Jewish commandments. There were 613 commandments. A lot, isn't there? Just takes us all our time to remember maybe the Ten Commandments. Or when we, it's interesting, sometimes we can trip over them. But there is 613, and these are in the first five books of the Old Testament, the Pentateuch or the Torah. So they're found in there. If you want to read them, do. I wish you well with that. There's a lot of them. And I'm told uh, that three of those 613, 365 are quite negative. The remainder, 248, are positive. Some quite demanding, some less so. And some, of course, with serious consequences. And the man that asks this question, it's a genuine question. He really wants to know who, what does... Which is the greatest commandment, does Jesus think? And Jesus, in verse 29, the most important one is this. Love the Lord your God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. And the Jews who'd know this scribe, would have known scriptures, would have, he says, well, that's great, you've, you've summed it up well. He knew that himself from studying the scriptures all his life. And a number of these scribes, that's all they did. They were supported by the local synagogue. They were paid to just study the scriptures. Very important to them. What's our response, though, today as Christians? What is our response this morning here in, in church? And can we say we love the Lord with all our mind, heart, body, soul, strength? I know I can't. It's not an easy thing to do, so don't worry. But it's, the question is, is God a priority in our life? Or just another thing we squeeze in? What takes up all our mind, strength? What's the first thing we do in the morning and the last thing we do at night? I suspect it's more about this than God. And very often people want to check just make sure there's not a work email or there's not a something on some disaster or crisis happened in the world. But I'd encourage us to be coming to God each morning first and saying, Lord, I give this day to you. And at the end, thanking God as well. One rule in our house is we, we don't have mobile phones upstairs and gadgets and things. It makes life much easier. But are we spending time with God? And Jesus gives us these examples. Read any of the Gospels. And Jesus talks about that relationship with God. You can see Jesus making that relationship with God a priority. And whether we know it or not, we need God in our lives. And some of us sitting here this morning may not realize that. But we need God in our lives. And I hope for those of us who are Christians, that's why we're here in the first place. Because we know that love that God has for us. But where is God in your life this morning? It may be that we need to be disciplined. 
and actually work at that relationship. Jesus gives us patterns and examples. He gives us the Lord's Prayer, which is so helpful. And you know the Lord's Prayer, hopefully. And it reminds us of that coming to God daily, seeking God's grace, mercy, forgiveness, forgiving others, and asking for that forgiveness for ourselves. It's a beautiful example from Jesus, isn't it? Worth doing that prayer every day. And God wants us to spend time with him. He wants us to be in relationship with him. And part of that as well is is as we come to church and worship together. And all of the service is about worship. And particularly that sung worship, many of us find so exciting. It can can be a highlight of our week, that sung worship that connects us with God and the Holy Spirit. That's often something that keeps us going. I'm going to ask Paul, who's, uh, does, Paul, do you want to come up and join us? You look like you're asleep there, Paul. Um, come and join us. Um, Paul um, heads up our worship across the whole um, parish, and you've got a few minutes. Do you want to tell us a bit more about yourself? Because you've been doing this about a year now, haven't you? I have, I have, Gus. And I think the thing I was going to say is when I was a teenager, I wasn't a Christian. My parents were, but I did play a lot of guitar. And a youth leader at the time asked me if I wanted to come along to church. I didn't really know what else was going on or didn't really care, to be honest, at the time, what else was going on. But I knew I could go and play my guitar at church. And fast forward a couple of years was when I actually became a Christian at 17, which led me to carry on playing guitar, but to be involved in a a worship context in the church. And for me, uh, my wife Beth will tell you, if I don't come to church to worship or worship in some form or other, Let's just say I get a bit grumpy. Um, I find that I need that connection with God uh, as much as anything else. And my idea of a spiritual retreat, some people go off on their own for a few days. And I've said this to some of you. For me, it's to grab a coffee, go 20 minutes up the road to something called Big Church Festival and get as close as I can to the big speakers at the front, you know, until I can hear myself kind of shaking And worship with 20,000 people, that's where I feel most at peace. Because we were born to worship. And if we don't worship God, we'll worship something. Whether it's our football team, or our career, or a band, or something. So for me, Sunday mornings is about saying, God, this is my time where I will worship you. Because I know if I don't worship you, I'll worship something else. And that, for me, fuels me for the rest of the week, certainly. And Paul, uh, if people want to get involved in worship, they've got to be a really professional musician and singer. Absolutely not. Yeah. So we, we have a great team uh, of people serving in the worship team and on the AV, uh, particularly John and Matt, who literally keep the lights on and often uh, end up sorting out a lot of the mess that I've made. So thanks to them. Um, but you're very welcome to come and join in. Now, it may be that for 10 years you're an oboe player and you thought, I really want to be involved and I'm waiting for Paul to ask me. But I really, believe it or not, I don't know. <laughs> so just please give me a hint or a clue uh, that you'd like to be involved in some way. And I would love to ask you to be involved. Um, only last week I dis- discovered someone who led two choirs and I had no idea. Um, so we are coming up to Christmas And every Thursday night here at 7 o'clock, just for an hour, we have a choir. Uh, And that's a great way for you to come and just be involved in the choir, just to sing uh, and be involved in some of the Christmas services. And then probably in the new year, once a month on a Wednesday, 
we have something called a Worship Wednesday, and probably the first one in the new year, I would love that to be for people who would like to be involved but don't know how to. Again, if you tell us, we can find you instruments and all the rest of it, but please come and talk to me and tell us, and we'd love you to be involved. The main thing, the most important thing, uh, is that you have a heart for worship. That, that's what we're looking for to help us lead other people in worship. Brilliant. Thank you, Paul. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank for Paul and just all he does here, seen and unseen. And thank you for that gift and that love of worship. Amen. And it, it's different for some of us. Some of us may just prefer to, to come to our, say, our Book of Common Prayer service and have our organ and hear uh, hymns. There's beautifully written hymns. I'd encourage you to come to that. You'll have a bit of experience of that on the 10th of December when we do our Christmas Nine Lessons and Carols here at 10.30 that morning. So it'd be a bit more traditional, but some 10th of December? Yeah, 10th of December. Um, but it'd be a, a great experience to hear some of those beautifully written hymns as well, as well as modern ones uh, the, the week after in the evening. But whether it's hymns, whether it's worship music, it's an opportunity to worship God. And then again, part of this loving up, part of this giving God, is giving him our time and space. And that's one thing we've been doing on a Thursday evening, listening to God. Spending time listening to God. And the big question for each of us this morning is, where is God in my life? What, what priority is God? And sometimes I think as Christians, and I'm talking to myself here, we can be so busy doing Christian things... We're not actually spending time with God. Do you understand that? It's a bit like we say, well, I'm a Christian, but are we spending time with God? It's, I'm married to Susie. We've been married 23, 24 years. And it's a bit like I just have the marriage certificate with me all the time. Say, look, I'm married to Susie. Isn't that great? And I hold it and I treasure the marriage certificate. But the reality is it's the relationship that's important, not that marriage certificate or the ring that shows I'm married to Susie. It's the time I spend with her. Does that make sense? And God wants us to spend time with him. He longs us to spend time with him. And I've said it before, but I'd encourage you in busy days to find and spend time with God. And it might be, as Paul was, I think, saying, it might be for you, that helps to have a bit of worship music to kick, kick that off for you. But whatever it is, I'd encourage you to be doing that. Because if you're not, if we're not doing that, what is it all about? We're called to love God. And I think many of us find it easier to do the sort of the loving out stuff, you know, the, the doing stuff, or even the loving in in home groups, than actually spending time with God. Which is slightly missing the point, I think, isn't it? What is the most important thing in my life? And this verse says, in fact, the BCP version, in the BCP there are ten commandments. You can either read the ten commandments, which are over about three pages, or you read this summary, which is what I always do. And it just says, the Lord our God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Does God make a difference to my life? Does that command affect me, affect my choices, my finances, the people I spend time with, 
the things I spend my energy on? Or am I just doing godly things, Christian stuff and activity, with so much so that I've squeezed out that time with God? I'm rushing to the next thing rather than being topped up with that time with God. Loving God isn't something we do to gain God's approval or his love. Because that's already done through the cross. That's already done. We already have God's approval and love. There's nothing we can do to lose that. But he desires to be in relationship with us. And I believe as we spend relational time with God, it will transform us and our community, our relationships, our families. That's what we want to see changing, don't we? We're going to have our final uh, worship song. Let's stand together uh, as we pray. (coughs) And Father, forgive us when we're so busy doing Christian work, we're not spending time with you. Lord, challenge us this week as we uh, carve out time. Help us to do that, to spend time with you. Restore in us, Lord, hearts that will be open to your work, your love and your mercy. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.